系你准备平安 ，peace to you brothers and sisters。那你两两个嘅时间嚟讲，即系创造者系识嘅。In the last two months, we've shared with you a master's design。今日你两到去思想罗马书。Today we'll return back to study the book of Romans。那思想。工业上的伟大的神，奇妙救恩，这个系你的形象。And will continue a righteous God, a amazing, wonderful salvation。咱简单来温习咱过去所讲嘅 message。Let us review the previous messages。因为今日咱嚟咱嚟讲十二章头两章嘅圣经。We'll talk about the first two verses in the book of Romans。讲到个人生活最活者。A personal life as a living sacrifice. 那基基奥罗马书十十六章分作两个部分。The in the previous sermons we have subdivided the entire book of Romans, the sixteen chapters, into two sections. 头十一章是因信称义理论。And the first eight chapters, eleven.、Uh, the first eleven chapters talks about the theory of justification by faith. 十二到十六章是讲到因信称义应用。Chapters twelve to sixteen, application of justification by faith. 但系第一章一到十二章，就系分作两个部分。And in first eleven chapters, it could be subdivided into two. The first eight chapters talks about the truth of justification by faith. And chapters nine to eleven, the mystery of Jew salvation. And this is the addition to this part. The first eight chapters can be subdivided into two parts. The first four chapters. From a negative perspective, it talks about the negative side of justification by faith. It talks about failures of mankind. How man cannot save himself by his own doings. Chapters five to eight. The positive. Side of justification by faith. What can one receive after you are saved? Chapters nine to twenty to eleven. These are addition to this previous part. So, because of this, from chapter eight, you can go straight towards chapter twelve. And you'll find the fruit not changing at all. So you need to understand. So you need to understand what chapter eight is talking about. It talks about the love of God. Apostle Paul said, "There's nothing in this world that can separate you from the love of God." If you read these two verses, chapter eight, verses thirty-eight to thirty-nine. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing in this world that can separate us from the love of God. Because Christ is in us. God's love towards us will never change. As a Christian. 
如果你是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是一个不是
The second verse. 是保罗提起呢，恁最轻最或者会困难的得落，阻碍的得落。Apostle Paul reminded us the obstacles, the difficulties of presenting our bodies as living sacrifice. This, 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 First, how to offer our bodies as living sacrifices? Chapter Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Allow me to share with you these four important questions. What do you mean by God's mercy? And what is living sacrifice? And why do we need to offer our bodies? And why is offering our bodies as living sacrifices a true and proper worship? If only we can understand answers to these four questions, then we will understand the meaning of living sacrifice. First, what is God's mercy? We are so used to explain God's mercy by what happened in our daily lives. For example, for example, as you go out today, you almost got hit by a vehicle. What will you usually say? Thank God, because of His mercy, I was not hit by this vehicle. I did not meet an accident. Maybe in some instances you feel uncomfortable. Thank God, by God's mercy, after uh, having examined by a medical doctor, I'm okay. We are so used to explain God's mercy by what we experience in our daily lives. This is not incorrect. It's indeed God's mercy for us. But the mercy that Apostle Paul pertained to in Romans chapter 12 is not this kind of mercy. What does he mean by that? It talks about Romans chapter 12, chapter 1 to chapter 8. While we are still sinners, Christ died and saved us. How he sent his only son to die for us on the cross. How Christ resurrected from death that we may be righteous men before God. And that's what Paul meant by his mercy. God's mercy is about God's grace and his salvation. And what Paul meant here was, And I should admonish and encourage you by the grace of God that came upon you. Now that you've received his salvation, you need to offer your 
bodies as living sacrifices. What is the meaning of living sacrifice? It's very evidently clear that Paul was explaining this from the point of view of the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, we know there's offering. There are five different types of offerings. Here, Paul was pertaining to the burnt offering. From the point of view of man, the burnt offering type of offering is the most wasteful type. Because the person presenting the offering, the entire animal, be it a calf, be it a goat, has to be burned entirely for God. And this man should not retain any part of that You may say that it's a waste of these resources. During Jesus' time, a certain woman has offered a perfume worth 30 coins, 30 silvers to Jesus. And the vessel, the jar containing this perfume was broken. So this 30 pieces of silver worth of perfume was consumed in one singular time. It's equivalent to a whole year's salary of a person during Jesus' time. All of a sudden, a comment was made. Such waste. For people, they consider this such a waste of resources. And yet to this woman, she does not consider this a waste. Why is it that there are different viewpoints? Answer is very simple. How much you think God's mercy is, is how much you will offer as a living sacrifice. The, the mercy of God that we refer to here is the salvation that God presented us. No, how much you view God's salvation is in your life. Then, that's the proportion that you are willing to offer your own life as a living sacrifice. There's a song, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretched man like me. If only you realize how wretched and how bad you are, then you'll understand and appreciate how great and amazing God's love is. Whatever you give to God in return is not considered waste at all. Unless you think that you're not bad at all. Oh, a person like me, I'm such a well-behaved man. I'm very fair and right-minded. I'm a responsible family man. I'm a faithful husband to my wife. A man like me, even if I do not score 100% perfect score, at least I deserve a 95. If 
God will not save a man like me. Who shall He save? Nee, that's yani. If you think like that, nee, boy, come go shong te. Then you'll never able, be able to comprehend how great and how amazing God's love is. And you may consider anything given back in return as a waste. May the Lord help us. As we offer our bodies as living sacrifices. For we realize how great God's Grace is. But the sacrifices offered in the Old Testament are sacrifices of dead animals. You know why? You know why? Just uh, imagine. If you bring a live calf and put it on top of the altar, that animal will run away. A living animal will definitely run away. That's why in the Old Testament, the animal has to be killed first before offered as a sacrifice. But in New Testament, it's different. We are living creatures. And we willingly come before the altar. And we refuse to run. Why? There's a reason. In Romans chapter 14, verse 8. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. We live and we die for the Lord. And that's the real meaning of living sacrifice. The third question. Why do we need to offer our bodies? We often like to mention spiritual. And you may ask, why did Paul not demand our spiritual bodies or spiritual life as sacrifice. And why did Paul ask for the physical bodies? The explanation could be found in Romans chapter 6 verse 13. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to Him as instruments of righteousness. Offering our body as instrument to God. We offer our body as His instrument to God so that He may use this instrument. Before we are saved, the master of this body is you yourself. You do whatever you like to do. Because you consider yourself as the master of your body. Please pay attention. After you are saved, now you have a new master. The master of this body is no longer you. And now the master of your body is the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever you'll be doing now, you should do it for the Lord. Eugene Peterson message a Bible. 
Eugene Peterson wrote this from the Message Edition of the Bible. And how he translated Romans 12 verse 1. Going, so here what I want you to do, God helping you, take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, or working around life, and praise it before God as an offering. If you read this particular verse in the message translation, it's so simple. Whether you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around, everything that you do is for the Lord. And that's the meaning of living sacrifice. Everything that your body is doing. Whether you go to sleep, you should sleep for God. So young people, you should not be playing with your computer the whole night through. Your bodies belong to God. Please take good care of your body. And you live your life for God. What, whatever you eat, you should eat for God. And you work, and you work for God. Even if you walk around, you walk for God. It's not what you offer to God, but you yourself should become the offering. This body of yours is the instrument that God will use. As we offer our bodies to God, God will use your body to be instruments of His work. The fourth question is Why is it that if you offer your bodies as living sacrifices, it's a true and proper worship? In the Chinese translation, this, the way how you serve, and the English translation, it was translated as a spiritual act of worship. The Chinese has service, the English is worship. Whenever you talk about the word worship, what comes to your mind? Singing, praying, reading the Bible. Listening to God's word. All these are parts of worship. Paul explained this from a different viewpoint. As we offer our bodies to God, whatever things you do, <laughs> eating, walking, sleeping, each act should be considered as spiritual worship, spiritual service. You know what Paul is saying here? In reality, Paul explained this in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. May the Lord help us. Big or small things. The main reason why we will be doing these things is solely and purely for God's glory. Dear church, may you understand this. 
Our spiritual life should exhibit our daily lights. And this portion of our life is not the segment that we worship God in public. What does it mean? Just think about it. As you lead the congregation in worship in the church, if you're a translator in the church, or a, a presider of worship, or even if you're the preacher sharing God's word, many times you'll show the best part of your life before. But when you are alone, when you're eating, when you're driving, even when you're playing sports, let me tell you, whatever you show during that private moment of your life is the real expression of your spiritual life. You know that? For the unbelievers, they taught us something. Of course, please do not learn from them. But it's very meaningful. If you want to know whether your future son-in-law or your future daughter-in-law is a good person or not, there's only one way. You know what? You invite this person and play mahjong with this person. And when you're playing mahjong with this person, look at his expression and the way how this person behaves whenever the person is winning or the person is losing. His or her real self will come out. Of course, we will not do that. But do you know what's the meaning? Many times, the minor uh, detail of your life will show off in your daily life. May the Lord help us. Remember something. Whatever you do, you should remember your personality. I am a child of God. Whenever I eat, I'm a child of God. As I drive my vehicle, I'm a child of God. When I'm writing some comments on Facebook, Please remember, you are a child of God. And every single action that you will do, you represent God. And it's the real manifestation of your spiritual life. It's the meaning of offering our bodies as living sacrifices before God. The second point, Chapter 12, verse 1. Obstacles in offering our bodies as living sacrifices. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Conforming to this world is the greatest obstacle and difficulties in offering yourself as living sacrifices. It's the uh, worst enemy that you may have. And Paul explained this very clearly. 
，不要，只要 ，do not。But be. 唔能效法这个世界。Do not conform to this world. 只要心意更新而变化。Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. 好啦，什么叫做唔能效法这个世界 ？What is the meaning of do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world? 嗱，这个世界其实咧就系讲世代啦 ，generation. This world or this generation. 每一个世代有家己本身真实特别的文化。Every generation has its unique culture。人习惯活在这个文化家庭的里面。Human beings are accustomed to live under the value system of some cultures。互相受个投入 involved 的里面。And sometimes because of too much involvement， 连互相失去见证，家己都唔知啊。In the end, this person may lose his testimony as a Christian. And this person is unaware, even thinking that he is correct. You may not understand what I mean here. Allow me to share with you this example. Many years ago, I traveled to the United States. At that time, I part participated in a training session. 他看婚宴一样，嗰啲嗰啲美国自家嗰啲贪食嘅兄弟。And after my training is over, I visited a dear brother in Chicago。这个兄弟是我哋 CBCB 一个真扎实、真扎好嘅朋友。This man is a very good friend in CBCP before he migrated to Chicago。我以前我系陪阿拍啦，拜六上上三级几多。Oftentimes I would pray with this person every Saturday。我记住个个开的夜出来。I even stayed with them in Chicago。我记得 ，One day， 伊个我去去 mall 里面买买一个 computer。He accompanied me to the mall to purchase a computer。就等我离开的时阵 ，As I entered the shop， 我这个我这个店员看到我就 approach 我。A salesperson approached me。问我开门什么房间不 ？And asked。If I need any help, I politely decline the person's help. I will just take a look by myself. Maybe the salesperson realized that I'm a tourist or a foreigner. And whenever I move around inside the store, the salesperson will follow me. And whatever I'm looking at, the salesperson will gladly. Introduce and explain. 对我来讲，我是真真 OK 的嘛，真 normal 的嘛，他那边不是安尼。For me, I find such action normal because I encountered such behavior in the Philippines. 好勇敢 ！All of a sudden， 对我比到这个兄弟哦。This brother who was standing beside me got so angry, and I did not see his anger. He was very angry. And this brother reprimanded the salesperson, and he even asked for the salesperson's manager. You know, I was very surprised by this action because at the back of my mind. My brother, this Christian brother, is not that kind of a person. He's a very gentle and meek person. Why is it all of a sudden he got so angry at this salesperson and demanded to see the person's manager? And after the incident is over, and we went back to our car. Maybe he realized from my facial expression that I was not pleased or I was not happy. Suddenly he explained to me. 
啊，对不住啊，牧师，对不住啊。I'm very sorry, Reverend Chung。我头先我我表现冇真好先。A while ago, I、uh, misbehaved. I did not、uh, acted properly。忽然间又一一个解释成大字啦。And then he explained further by saying， 你讲我我哋我哋美我哋我哋美国我企咗差不多二十年啦。I've been staying in the United States for almost two decades。你讲我哋美你讲我哋美国几夸张，最最成大字个。You know here we。Pay exceptional attention to. 就是 customer and right. The customer's right. 即我已经咁样讲我，依个人家讲我冇冇冇听明呢度，我我家己跨咯，我家己跨咯。You've already told the salesperson that you can take care of yourself as you look around the goods. 你唔系将个爹啲啦。The salesperson ought not to be following. 我唔系将咁你讲啦。He should not be、uh, forcing you into something. 你就好啲好啲家己有啲嘅 privacy 嘅宽面嘅啦。He should allow you some space and privacy as you shop around. <laughs> 所以我也冇跨意啦。And that's why I'm very unhappy. 我傻啲啊，所以我。So I'm very sorry I got angry. 嗱，教會你，我問你明唔明？我我係我係意思啊！我唔是講即係係啲創牌大字啊！我冇即係意思啊 ！Please do not misunderstand me. I'm not saying that this brother did the wrong thing. 我依時機活喺美國嘅文化裏面 ，because he has been living in that kind of a culture in America. 佢真揸跨等價嘅即係 customer right 嚇。He valued his customers' right. 但是有時呢啲態度哦，實在冇清楚啲幾多度啦。But sometimes Your behavior, your actions, might not necessarily be Christ-like. But I think he was completely unaware of the situation. Because everyone's everyone's culture was like that. I wonder if you still remember what I shared before. Some type of people I dislike、uh, having a meal in the restaurant. 什么人啊 ？What type of people? 就是对 waiter waitress 冇客气嘅人。Those who are impolite or uncourteous towards waiter or waitresses. 真够花 waiter waitress 嘅人。Those who would shout or those who demand unnecessarily. 伊未排斥，我真排斥。Even if this person may not be embarrassed, but I'm very embarrassed. 所以那时你用我卡上，我无第二摆学你车啦。If you behave like that most of the time, I will not go out with you. 因为我排斥。Because I'm embarrassed. 你真讲我来菲律宾的时候。You know when first came to the Philippines? 发生正大事，我经常也一一马钟都不都不杀十几年前的大事咯哈。Even if this happened more than thirty years ago, but I could still remember it. 我得好了。我落去你边无罗姑，一个人请我去一个日本餐馆去食。Not long after, somebody invited me to a Japanese restaurant to have a meal. 这个 waiter， the waiter， 无水哩哦，将住我嚟执我倒哩，这个这个我系朋友系晒里面。Carelessly spilled some sauce on my friend's dress. 我看这个之后之后什么反应 ？As I observe how this man responded， 伊唔拉只无生气啊。Not only was he not angry， 伊个笑笑 ，he smiled， 伊讲 It's okay, it's okay, it's okay， and told the Waiter, it's okay. Wow, this waiter is more than I'm sorry, 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 sorry. The waiter who served was so apologetic. And he was trying very hard to wipe away the sauce. From that day onward, I had a very good impression of this brother. 
教会。You should. 每一个时代有家己文化，有家己价值。Every generation has its own value in their culture. 大家你记得。But please remember. Even if everyone is doing it, it doesn't necessarily mean that this is right. Especially today, you will be amazed by the different forms of gambling. Some people may think that this is not gambling, but it's an investment. But dear church, we need to learn how to view each thing in this world from biblical truth. May I ask you, what is gambling? Allow me to share with you this definition. Gambling comes from greed, not willing to pay a great price, but wanted to gain much. This is the mindset of gambling. This is the world culture, and it's the culture of this world. What does the Bible teach us? Bible taught us differently. It was also the seal of the book. Found in Book of Ephesians, chapter four, verse twenty-eight. 总别劳力，千秋追真正嘅大志，都有当存欢乐欠缺嘅人。But must work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those who are in need. 圣经教啦，唔是安尼嘅。Because the Bible teaches us not to do it. 是骨力去追更去赚钱。But instead, we need to work hard with our own hands. 所以教会，你要穿，咱穿什么嗰啲衫 ？What type of To a dress or clothes that you're wearing. Then use some kind of like a head hairdo. What kind of hairdo do you have? Then I do do some kind of business. What kind of business you like to involve in? So, what is what is right and what is wrong? How do you decide what is right and what is wrong? Every generation, every uh, uh, society has its own culture and its concept. That's the key. Please remember. Only the truth will not change. We need to use the biblical truth to decide what is correct and what is not. Apostle John, who wrote First John chapter two verse seven. The world and its desire passed away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. So, Gaoi, dear church, let us not be deceived by this world. All the cultures of this world will someday pass. But only those who do the will of God will live forever. So, Gaoi, let the Lord help us. Let us not. Keep on following the patterns of this world. We need to return back to the word of God and examine how His word teaches us what to do, and not what your friends say, and not how the world says. Second, you must be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This transformation of your mind is the mind of Jesus. It pertains to your the way how you think, your brain and your mind. The way how you think should constantly be renewed. 
The word transform. uh, transformation. This this Original word of being transformed is metamorphosis. And it pertains to the process of a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. The way how we think should be transformed and changed. From the thinking of this world, the culture of this world, to the thinking of God and the culture of God. More and more we understand the uh, good and perfect will of God. From the way how a caterpillar being metamorphosized into a butterfly. You know what's the greatest challenge of a Christian? In reality, as Christians, we are in between two worlds or two generations. The generation that will soon pass. And as we also exist in a generation that is everlasting. And we are in the middle of these two generations. What does it mean? The generation that we live in. We have the real needs of the people of the world. We need our food, our shelter, our clothing, all of this we need. Others need this, I also needed them. I also need to comply and fulfill my responsibility as a husband, as a wife, as children. But at the same time, we are also living in another generation. We are living in this world, in this generation, yet we do not belong to this generation. Because we should be living in another world, another generation. So that's why it's not easy. On one hand, we have this realistic need of this world. On the other hand, the way how we think our mindset should be the generation the world of the future let me ask you this question if only you understand this then you will be existing and living in this two world and apart from investing in this generation you need to also invest in another generation the world the word living sacrifice means that not only are you living in this world everything that you will be doing is for the sake of the future world and future generation and this is the transformation of your life do you know that? Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 Romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 30 uh, in these two segments of the Bible of the passage you'll see the comparison that on one hand you will see a person living in this 
passing generation. And on the other hand, a person living in an everlasting generation. And the manifestation, the behavior is to- are totally different. Allow me to share with you. Romans chapter 1, verse 18, it talks about God's wrath. While Romans chapter 12, verse 1, talks about God's mercy. God's wrath against God's mercy. Again, in Romans chapter 1, verse 21. Those who do not treat God as God, not glorifying God as God. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Offering our bodies as living sacrifices, pleasing to God. On one hand, those who do not glorify God as God. On the other one, that's uh, offering a sacrifice that's pleasing to God. And similarly, in uh, chapter 1, one, one, verse 23. Some people foolishly worship the idols. And chapter 12, verse 1, talks about spiritual worship. In chapter 1, verse 24, people does uh, does things uh, they, they did things to degrade one's body male towards male and female towards female degrading one's body and how about in chapter 12 verse 1 as we offer our bodies as living sacrifice chapter 1 verse 28 those who do not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. However, in chapter 12, verse 1, we need to test and approve what God's will is. In chapter 1, verse 32, those who do not follow God's righteous decree, and in chapter 12, verse 2, obeying God's will. If you will compare these two passages in the book of Romans, then you'll describe the difference between somebody who is willing to offer his body as willing sacrifice versus the one who lives in this world and in this generation. May the Lord help us. Because of God's mercy and his love and grace, we offer our bodies as living sacrifices. As we serve and worship God, with these bodies offered as living sacrifice. Call it individual. It's individual. Next week, let's look at the collective uh, uh, sacrifice that we'll be offering. We'll be looking at Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 8. Together with other people, how can we offer ourselves as sacrifices in worship of God? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. As we re-examine the book of Romans, Apostle Paul said, as he encouraged and admonished us in view of God's mercy, 
If God has already saved us, 将救恩临到你嘅身上 ，has brought salvation upon our ourselves. 现在你需要将你家己献落上帝。As we offer ourselves to God, 将这个身骨在这个干骨和上帝属灵。To offer our bodies as instrument for God's use. 唔是为世界活，为上帝活。We no longer live for this world, but we live for God. 但系注意这个世界。As we exist in this world and pay attention to it, 能好化这个世界。Please prevent us from conforming to this world. 能让这个世界文化影响人。Please help us not to be affected or influenced by the culture of this world. 我们学习用上帝眼光、上帝真理来看这个世界。As we learn how to view this world from the point of view of God's truth and God's eyesight. 唔是世界人讲什么，跟着点什么。And not following what the people of this world would say to us. 是圣经讲什么。But rather following the word of God, the Holy Bible. Help us to be living sacrifices. That we may all learn how to serve our God together. We thank God. Listen to our prayers. In the holy name of our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters, next week we'll be examining verses three to eight. It's not easy for us to individually offer ourselves as living sacrifice. It's more difficult to offer collective sacrifice as a body of Christ. May the Lord help us. As we learn how to serve God by offering collective living sacrifice. See you next week. God bless you.